Hello, this is Michael Zuber, and I wanted to thank you for choosing to spend a little time with one rental at a time. My life's mission is to help investors close 1 million rental properties. In order to tackle this crazy goal, I will need your help. If you like this episode or any of the content we produce, please share it on social media. If you get one of my books or perhaps one of our 500 cards, please take a selfie and tag one rental at a time. Now on with the show. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, folks. Michael Zuber, one rental at a time. It is Thursday. I actually forget. Is it the 9th? The 10th? Anyways, it's Thursday. It's time for your daily financial news. We have a lot to talk about today. Today was the big day. Today was where we hear about inflation. And uh, let's just say it came in hot, uh, well above the 7.2 that was called or estimated, and even above my over-under of 7.4%. But more on that in a minute. First and foremost, let's congratulate Darren. Darren, congratulations for doing the work, getting your deal. You are one of the first 500. At One Rental at a Time, we are a different channel. We are trying to help a million people get their first or next rental property. And how we're doing that is we are tracking and mailing out cards. Darren, do me a favor. When you get this, take a selfie, tag me on Instagram, and we will go forward from there. So a couple of things that I want to talk about first and foremost, meet Kevin. Meet Kevin yesterday put out a video that he quit his channel. Folks, that's clickbait. What I think is happening is he has given up doing his opens and closes. Folks, when you look at minute-by-minute candles and you call yourself an investor, you are making huge mistakes. Kevin is not going to quit his channel. He is frankly making too much money, and he isn't going anywhere. In fact, the more and more that I look at me, Kevin, the more and more I realize that he has – we are watching someone – who is morphing from Kathy Wood to Peter Schiff. We are watching that investing challenge change right in front of us. Meet Kevin for a year, buy the dip, Tesla this, Tesla going to the moon, in phase, all of these other Kathy Wood stocks. And it worked. It worked until it didn't. Folks, you can go back on my channel. You can search for my thoughts on Kathy Wood six or nine months ago. I told you it was going to blow up. You can even go back on my channel and see a couple of personal notes or messages that I tried to send out to meet Kevin saying, slow down. You're missing the boat. You're going to get got. And sure enough, he got got. However, his transition to what is now Peter Schiff, he's gone. I, I almost can't imagine two bigger extremes. If you don't know Peter Schiff is, look him up. He's essentially a gold or international stocks guy. Uh, Kind of the classic broken clock twice is right. That is a huge shift. And um, it is going to be fun to watch. He is not going anywhere. He makes too much money doing this stuff. He puts out a video a day about this or that, and he will be fine. So let's get on to inflation. It came out this morning at 7.5%. Folks, as I've said all week, this is the big number of the week. One second. This little guy right here, Sonny, doesn't understand that we are talking live, so uh, I apologize. 
So again, 7.5%. This is now, in my opinion, a lock for what I've been calling for, what, five months? We are going to get a half a point move. What have we seen in the last two weeks? Hot job market, 460 some odd thousand. Wouldn't we expect it a negative? Inflation running at the highest since 1982. And folks, let's be clear. We're not done going up. The base effect, which we have talked about a couple of times, doesn't transition until about April. And oh, by the way, by that time, rent or rent equivalent will be rearing its ugly head. It's a six-month lag. We are not done going up. The Fed has to, has to, without question, go a half a point. If it doesn't, game over. Not good. So again, I believe this now is a lock. And oh, by the way, something else I told you on Monday. You can go back and watch. These are all there. The 10-year was going over 2% this week. You didn't believe me. It happened this morning. It actually hit 2.01. We have been a right a lot on this channel because we've been doing this 30 years. We don't look at minute-by-minute candles. We look at the consumer. We look at cost of debt. We look at what consumers are doing and what consumers are thinking. If you want your daily content in 12 to 15 minute chunks, you want to know what's going on the day, subscribe to the channel. We try to go live every day at 7.30. Thursdays, which is today, we go live at 7. Why? Because I bring you six, seven, eight millionaires every week on this channel to talk about what's going on now in the economy and in their business. Frankly, One Rental at a Time is a different channel. You need to subscribe, like, and oh, by the way, do the work. Don't listen to some talking head on YouTube. Even me. Do the work. Understand what's going on. I try to paint you a picture, and we will do that more in a minute. So again, lots of stuff going on. Inflation was the big number. It's hot, hot, hot. Get ready for half a point move. In fact, folks, I think a 75-point move is more likely than 25%. Note, I'm not calling for 75. I'm just telling you how confident I am in 50 basis point move. We've got some news from shipping. Uh, Maersk, the biggest shipping container, right? The ones with the big containers ships, uh, sees more trouble ahead. Shipping containers and supply chains are not getting better. Demand for goods is still strong. I actually believe, folks, demand for consumer goods, not as strong. What Maersk is really telling us is those damn buyers, those damn buying agents, they're triple ordering. Folks, this is going to end messy in the middle of the year. That's why I talked about moving Christmas from December to July. Their revenue, shipping revenue, is up 50%. They're going to, it was $62 billion to ship freight around the world. Pretty good business. So there's this gentleman named Gary Schilling. He's talking about a housing crash or a housing correction of 15 to 20%. He basically says demand is falling. Supply is increasing. Lots of pain ahead. I'm not sure where Gary lives. Maybe his market is different. But frankly, If demand fell and supply went up in most markets, at least in my buy box, we would still be below what is required. In fact, this article 
talk about housing affordability. So do me a favor, get out a piece of paper right now. We are going to debunk Gary Schilling live on air. Get a piece of paper, please. I'm gonna ask you to write down one, two, three, four numbers. Gary Schiller's, Gary Schilling, excuse me, Schilling's argument. The housing affordability index, this is a national number. You have heard me talk about affordability. It was the thing that saved me back in 2006. So let me just be clear. I believe you must track your housing affordability. If you're in California, you're lucky. It's put out by car.org, California Association of Realtors, car.org. If you are in another state, uh, Google it. My guess is your brokerage or your state brokerage will do it, but I do not know. I only know my market. These are national numbers right here, put out by NAR, National Association of Realtors. So everybody can Google these, including Gary, which he failed to do. So here are the four numbers. Gary Schilling saying housing affordability has crashed. All right, Gary, what you got? Apparently in Q1 of 2021, a short 12 months ago, National housing affordability, your first number to write down is 180. You're writing that number down and you're going, I don't get it. You shouldn't. We haven't told you the punchline yet. National housing affordability today is 151. So in the span of roughly 12, let's call it 13 months, housing affordability has fallen 29. Housing affordability, if you don't know, is made up of price, interest rate, and wages. It is that third element that, once again, a talking head has failed to realize. So again, folks, I've been doing this for 21 years. Let's give you two more numbers, and you tell me if Gary is right. So let's see. The worst year for housing affordability, no, the worst quarter for housing affordability was, in my opinion, in my market, Q4 of 2006. Now, I would look at my area in my market, but again, we are using national numbers to prove how all wet Gary is. National housing affordability was 109.3. That is a very low number. That is, that is not good. That means housing is screaming higher, High interest and wages aren't keeping up, right? The lower the number, the tighter affordability is. Okay, Gary, right? We're going from 180 to 150, and now 109 is a problem because Q4 2006, bad. I think we can all agree that that was bad. What was the best year for housing affordability? My opinion, the cheapest prices. I was doing the most buying in Q4 2010. Now, your market could be different, but this is for Gary. Q4 2010, housing affordability, drum roll please, 185. All right, so if 185 is kind of like the best ever and 109 was the worst ever, first off, 180 from a year ago, not that bad, pretty close to the peak. 151, eh, not that bad. Now, it could get worse because rates are screaming. 
but wages. What did we see from Amazon, Goldman Sachs, Chipotle, all of these places? Wage inflation is going up, up, up. You need to look at my 50-year spreadsheet. I don't know why people aren't looking at it. It is the keys to the future. So again, Gary, you are flat out wrong. There is not going to be a national housing crash of 20%. I don't know why you said that, probably just for the clicks. On to the pandemic. It looks like Disney has officially declared the pandemic over. I kid, of course, at least a little bit. Disney's numbers that reported yesterday were great. Parks were doubled. They went up to $7.2 billion. Streaming, again, is up to 12 million subs after a soft Q3, but again, going up. Chipotle, great numbers, warned about raising prices, of course. They plan to open 1,000 stores in the next year. They are focused on small towns, cheaper rent, less competition. What else do we got? So again, we got some numbers. We got Coca-Cola and Pepsi, both beat top and bottom, both warned of inflation. Uh, Coca-Cola uh, raised guidance. Pepsi gave a weak guidance. Twitter. Twitter followed Meta and others with very poor performance. Although Twitter saw it coming and they issued a $4 billion stock buyback. Half to be deployed now, half to be deployed later. Mattel, we talked about Mattel over the weekend being one of those earnings to watch. Turns out we are still buying toys for our kids, beat top and bottom. And then finally, Unilever, makers of Dove and other consumer products. CEO says, and I quote, substantial price increases coming. Folks, this is what we do on the Daily Financial News. I spend an hour to 90 minutes getting a whole page of notes. You can come back every day. You can go back and search. We have a thousand, more than a thousand days in a row. After this, I will start speaking with experts. For example, Jonathan Twomley here at 730. I have a guest at nine talking about 40-year mortgages. And of course, your three amigos at 1230. So lots of content coming. We are all here to help. One rental at a time is a very, very different channel. If you want to get your daily financial news like this, instead of looking at minute candles and talking nonsense, subscribe, like, comment, and of course, have a wonderful, wonderful day. Bye.